So one of the chapters of my book, I talk about the whole concept of yes and and following the fun and and uh, part of that process was me learning Italian. And and so many people and, and friends and family have been curious about how I did that and how it worked. And so I thought it would be really fun to have my teacher, Valentina Colosuono, on the show to talk about you know what it's like and talk to my teacher and what it's how how we work together when she's she's in Rome right now and obviously I'm in I'm in St. Louis so we uh that we've been doing that for 4 years and um pre pre covid so I wanted to dive into what that was like and um how she works with people and then just kind of give you an example of like what a what a lessons like you know we 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 do this conversation obviously in English but um we we just kind of followed the fun and the and, and the conversation and we just do that every week in, in Italian and it did, it didn't start that way uh, but uh, that's uh, I wanted to have a chance to kind of introduce her to you and um, you uh, you can find teachers like this so she teaches Italian and I'll, I'll I'll let you know how to get connected with her but um, you can find. There's obviously local teachers. There's schools. There's there's apps, Duolingo and Rosetta Stone, and then there's uh, I found her on a website called preply.com. There's uh, another one called italki.com. That's I as the letter I, talk, and then the letter I.com. Um, and and then there's free there's free services like themixer.com where you can go on there and you pick a language and you can find other people to talk to. So without further ado, let's let's uh, let's talk to Valentina. Valentina. Carlos. See, <laughs> si, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So, one of the chapters in my book, I talk about a concept called yes and, where. Uh, it's it's something I got from improv, where in an improv scene, when something happens or somebody says something, you say yes to that and agree and mm-hmm. move forward. Because if Go you say mm-hmm. yeah, if you say no, everything stops. Yes. And so my journey to meeting you and all the things that came after that came from a bunch of little yes ands of you know me saying yes to take my kids on a road trip and then saying yes to taking them to. Europe, and then we were in Austria seeing our third Roman ruin, and I said, hey, what if, we, what if we went to Rome? And my kids said yes to that, and then I remembered I was having fun speaking German, and I thought, well, maybe I'll learn Italian. And so mm-hmm. um, then I had to learn Italian and uh, through a bunch of different things, then, eventually, you know, then we met. Mm-hmm. Valentina Colosuono. Hi. Yes. Perfect. Maria Valentina. Maria uh, Valentina uh, Colosuono. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Is... Not Valentina for anybody. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Valentina is my uh, Italian tutor and yes, friend. And... She's. Pardon? <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Yes, she's. <laughs> and. Uh, has become my uh, sort of my uh, Italian ambassador guide to uh, sort of like kind of adopted me a little bit. Oh, well. <laughs> introduced Look me to all kinds of fun things, me. and you have to try this, and you have to go here, you have to see this, and uh, introduced yeah, me. Yeah, I do what I can. I do what I can. Oh, <laughs> it's been amazing. So, um, so I wanted to talk with you. 
because, so I've been studying Italian for four years now. I think uh, not four, I think three years now. Three. Okay. It was like the end of 2017, okay. probably. Okay. I was thinking about it this morning. That's when we started, but before that I did like But some, you had a few lessons, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Duolingo and Rosetta Stone and uh, and I did work with yeah, a, yeah, you're right. another Rosetta tutor Stone. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to talk to you because one, so many of my friends and people have asked me about this process. People that have known me for a long time, like when then one day I said, I think I'm gonna learn Italian. And and now I've learned, I've, I'm not done, but I'm learning Italian. I can speak Italian at, at, at whatever level I'm at. Of course. And people, it's not, it's not something a lot of Americans do, or if they do, there's, Americans are kind of obsessed with this phrase, are you fluent? Mm. They, Why everybody, so? every, I don't, well, because, um, Audio, like language learning programs will say, you can become fluent in six weeks. Ah, (laughs) Or people will, you know, have a son or daughter that took some college or high school Spanish classes and they'll say, well, my my child is fluent in Spanish. Yeah, sure. They've had a year or two or whatever, or maybe they did an exchange trip or whatever. And that's something I... I wanted. To, I want to talk about the whole process of learning a language. Why? Why learn a language? Some of the, um, some of the things that come from it besides just being able to like memorize words. Yeah, lots of things. And you've had you've had that ex- you, as an individual and as a European, yeah. have had that experience with lots of different languages, even within your own country of. You know, mm-hmm. a dialect versus Italian, yeah. and and a lot of Americans don't really understand. We don't have dialects here, so it's hard to mm-hmm. it's hard to comprehend mm-hmm. a an, a version of American English that's so different. You yeah, wouldn't. I guess it's a difficult a difficult concept to uh, to approach. Yeah, uh, the dialects in Italy are probably hundreds. I was looking at the picture just yesterday. Every, almost every city or town has its own uh, dialect. This is due to the fact that uh, Italy wasn't unified until the late, I mean, 150 and something years ago. So we belong to different uh, realms uh, that were, so there have been so many wars and uh, progressions in our history. We are almost ready now to call ourselves, um, let's say, come posso dire, uh, unified. But there are so many differences that actually mirrors also in our languages from region to region, from town to town, north versus southern Italy. And uh, of course, uh, uh, there is the Italian Italian language, the, two, the one the one we study actually at school, the uh, literature language, which is considered the one that, is, of course, is official. But um, in any region, in every, in any other town, um, of course, there are other languages that. Uh, it's kind of sad because they are not that um, they are becoming lost. Mm-hmm. We are lo- we are losing them because uh, it used to be the language of our grandfathers, for example. And now it's, um, they're, not, they're kind of frowned upon sometimes. So they, it's not very polite. Mm. 
uh, to use them. You use them really um, informal situations or, for example, some of them, some words, especially or expressions are really, really funny. So it's actually something that you can use when you are really at ease with the people that can actually understand you. But on the other hand, um, I mean, it's kind of a double, uh, come si dice? Double, uh, un arma a doppio taglio. Double, double, sword. double, double standard? <laughs> no, so a sword, which is double. A, uh, a double-edged sword, two-edged sword, double-edged bravo, sword. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> a double-edged sword, sword, yes. Because it should be a heritage to be proud of. But sometimes, um, if you, even if you don't speak, it, you, don't speak you don't speak this dialect, but uh, even if from your even if your accent is kind of strong, other people can judge you. Other people from Italy. And so, I mean, this, it, it's not that um, that flattering. I, I was speaking with a student yesterday about this and especially about a very fun fact. There are words that are perfectly looking Italian, but they are not. They are a dialect. Okay. So, for example, for, for, the, for a jar of a marmalade, uh, the dictionary it says it's called un barattolo, un contenitore. There are different words for it. But for all my life, I had been saying, I, mean, I had been calling it uh, un boccaccio. Me, my family, everybody from my hometown. When I came to Rome, it happened that I used this word with, for example, my roommates from Northern Italy or people at university. They would look at me strange, like, what, did he, what are you saying? What's boccaccio? <laughs> They say, Boccaccio, the jar, where you put it <laughs> to store? And they say, no, this word doesn't exist. What are you talking about? Yeah. And of course, I'm an Italian teacher. I studied Italian literature. So it's something that um, if you don't travel, if you don't open your, uh, your, I don't want to say your mind, but at least your, your um, uh, board, borders, if you don't cross your border, you cannot realize. So that's uh, how tricky is Italian. Yeah. I would never realize that living uh, for forever in my hometown. The, yeah, and that's incredible. That's incredible that, you know, you've, you know, someone, you've lived there, you've lived in Italy your whole life, and then there, you can you just drive to a different town and, and find all these different words and phrases and things that you've never heard of before. Yes, it is such a language in evolution, still in evolution, Italian. Mm-hmm. So... Let, let's let's circle back to that in a minute. I want to start with like like how you work with people and like what you what you do like like what you do like in terms of if someone yeah. wanted to learn. And so um, I found you on a on a language learning website. Mm-hmm. And so yes. there's there's several different versions of those now that people can go and pick a language yeah. and search through basically like resumes and sometimes video things yeah presentation videos yeah okay you can find all the information there yeah and someone can start with zero knowledge of course uh, most of my students have been uh total beginners Uh, probably those are the ones that are um, the more uh, eager to learn but um, at the same time it's uh, of course it's a longer process and uh, sometimes it can it can be frustrating because you want to see results kind of soon you feel self-conscious about your 
uh, oral um, skills, your speaking sp- uh, skills, communication and stuff. Because, of course, learning a language is a really complex um, path. It's not only grammar, it's not only uh, vocabulary or, you know, conversation. It's a, a bunch of different things that create uh, a process that's always different student uh, to student. And uh, my job, I mean, I mean, any tutor's uh, job would be um, to sue, the, the one of suing this learning path to every student in order, uh, in order for it to be effective. Because uh, if a student is more, for example, I don't want to say slow, but if it takes uh, m- uh, more time. Uh, compared to another one, or for example, if he's better at communication but doesn't like to to study so much, doesn't like to focus on grammar too much. I mean, you cannot pro- propose the same path, the same language path. Every time is different. That's why I create with a lot of patience my um, lessons from scratch. And um, I've always had, yeah, mostly had uh, one-to-one lessons. Um, but uh, uh, it's also good if uh, a student, for example, has another person uh, to to meet in three. Uh, you can do it on Skype. Of course, it's uh, totally via Skype. Uh, I probably never did lessons in person. That's uh, the greatness of the internet. Um, it gives me, it gives us every tool we want. And as I was saying, being at least two students, in my opinion, it's even uh, better sometimes because it gives you the opportunity to um, to practice more your uh, communication skills to confront, you know, it helps the confrontation between two students, of course, at the same level. Uh, but there are lots of options on the internet. You just want, it just needed to look up. But uh, Exactly. <clears throat> so that's, Many times when people have asked me or, and I've even given your name to tons of people and they get uh, very self-conscious and, oh, well, I'm going to do Duolingo for a while first till I'm ready. They feel like they I have to, it. yeah, yeah, they feel like they have to be, they have to show up and you wouldn't show up to any, like, we, we, when you we went to grade school, like you didn't know how to do math and you didn't know how to do Anything. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. Uh, you don't know. It, it mean, these lessons are not meant to be for advanced learned, learners. On the contrary, yeah. uh, it, it's even better if it's. Um, let's say that um, part of the um, part of my job, not only as an Italian teacher for non-natives, but also in, in public schools, for example, where I could teach Italian, history, Latin, and so on. I was saying part of a teacher is uh, to accompany a student from the very early stages to uh, a certain level where he will be uh, at ease letting go. So it's actually a longer process and uh, it's even better if uh, if uh, we meet before, you know. And uh, you, I, was, I was hoping this would happen, but you already did. Um, you, are, you are so... Um kind and encouraging and patient with me from wherever, you know, when I began, I could hardly say anything. And <laughs> but even just now when you were, we were trying to figure out double-edged sword, you said, ah, oh, bravo, <laughs> which yeah. Americans hear that all the time, like at the end of like a, an opera, bravo, bravo, or, you know, yeah. but it just means great. Weird. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I never but knew what it know. meant my whole life. Like people just, that's just what they say when a, 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 a performance is over. 
Easy. Yeah, but that's such a, it's actually very funny because uh, bravo in Italian, it's an adjective. You can actually conjugate it to, uh, it can be singular, plural, feminine or masculine. So bravo is something that I say to a, um, to a person, to a guy, to a man, that is being skilled, it, it, that it was, this was good. But if it was a woman, I would say brava. And that's weird because when I look, at, when I'm watching a movie, for example, and there is a really, really talented pianist, for example, but so she's a woman, everybody applauding, <laughs> bravo. And it's so, yep. so annoying to me, but bravo, brava. <laughs> she's skilled, she's talented. <laughs> so mostly the meaning is the same. Well, it's just one of those. There's a lot of uh, in American. I don't. I've, I can't say about in England, but in America, we've adopted a lot of foreign words, and so "bravo" is one of them. Um, oh, Maria! And pa- we've talked about panino. Panino. Yeah, and like r- every restaurant, they say panini. They say chicken panini, ah. and it's it's they. It's just I don't know if people think it sounds better, but they don't know that it's plural. Panini yeah. means sandwiches. So yeah, and the same for lasagna. I mean, we say lasagna, but we'd rather say lasagne. Ah, you know? really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's plural. Yeah, because probably it's, it's the same. But we, we would rather say lasagne. Yeah, that's why. I mean, and I never heard of it yeah. uh, in in an American movie or English. Always lasagna. Really? That's, exactly. That, that, that's all I've ever heard. Lasagna. Mm. <laughs> Interesting, because there's more than one. <laughs> I, I hope they are as good as the ones we have it. <laughs> I, we have it. <laughs> I can't imagine. There's almost there's there's not many. Yeah, Italian foods in a whole different level. So yeah. <laughs> um. So, so yeah. So people can come to you at with zero knowledge, or they can come if they. You've had students come to you that are trying to learn something special too, right? Like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, not something special, but uh, for example, sometimes uh, people just need a preparation for a big interview, for example, or they, if they are planning a trip, they are all interested in something specific. For example, you know, the touristic language, simple phrases, uh, how to handle the basic situation abroad. Um, but um, those type of lessons are kind of uh, one of a kind. I mean, it's not actually a longer path. But of course, yes, every student has its own his own needs. Okay. So they can be different. Okay. And then so it allows you to... And that, that that's where I think Americans, because we don't use... For other languages, very often there's this confusion about what fluency means, and so if yeah. you know within within a pretty short time, I could be considered fluent in terms of like yeah. order, ordering gelato or pizza. But there, mm. you know, three three years ago, I couldn't have the conversations that we have now. Of um, course, and then, but then still. There, I know I, I still am aware of how much I need to learn and improve. So even and even with you know German, I studied German. I have a degree in German and and read lots and lots of literature. And people say, "Well, so you're fluent?" And like, well, mm, yeah. I, and it, but we don't. There in in Europe, they have um, these language tests. Yes. That are more precise. 
that let you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a frame. There's a frame that categorizes uh, um, learners from A1 to C2. Being a one total beginner and C two total expert, mm -hmm. which it's uh, it's real, it's kind of controversial. Controversial because um, if you are C two in Italian, for example, probably you speak better than an Italian, but at the same time you lack in some very crucial things such as slang expressions and uh, you know as in every country there are uh, more literate people more uh, people that have studied more so of course there are people that um, mess up Italian language all the time mm -hmm. and a person that on the other hand has been studying up to the to the level C2 Uh, is gonna uh, overcome those Italian people, probably <laughs> even in uh, literature, in history, in, mm -hmm. in, in general culture. Yeah. That's why fluency is not a concept to. Con I mean, it's not a target, yes. in my opinion. It can be, as you said, you, one can be fluent in ordering uh, just at a restaurant, or at the same time, it can be fluent but uh, not respecting the grammar. Exactly. For example, messing up, uh, messing the articles, uh, mistaken uh, here and there. But um, that's not the point. The point is uh, being able to express yourself in another language um, uh, as much as you want. I mean, I love uh, the English language. I kind of never stopped studying it um, first at high school and then on oh, my own. But, uh, you know, the same fact that uh, every movie, every TV show is in English, it helps a lot. Sure. So uh, it helps with pronunciation, especially with my um, uh, listening skills. But um, that's something that you can, uh, it's not, it's a longer process and uh, it can last even your whole life. It depends on what you want to do. The important thing is to be happy with it. Yeah. I know many many people that are happy with their basic level of a language. They, con they consider themselves fluent and it's okay. Nobody's judging right. anybody. Well, one, I know a, a lot of people are, that I've talked to are, are really intimidated to start and they worry about where to travel because they'll ask, do they speak English there? Mm. And... I want to just, I try to encourage people that, you know, with, I only studied, before I met you, I studied five months on my, you know, with, with a couple of programs, with a, a, a little bit with a teacher, and then just speaking with my cousin, mm -hmm. Stefano, as much as, with Google Translate and, you know, with what, we're on WhatsApp, just, you know, I would say, un momento and I would look something up and say it and then he'd yeah. say something back and sometimes I'd understand half just from words that sounded close or things I had learned but what my point was is that in four or five in five months of of practicing and studying when I wasn't working I was able to go to Italy and get by and it yeah, was definitely yeah and the and and people I found, especially like when you get to little towns where there, where there, people don't speak English, mm -hmm. people, and this is the same in in Germany, are so happy that you're trying. There's yes, <laughs> they were so used to people that don't try. So I never met anybody that was impatient with me, and people would compliment me as if I like, 
I had just I had a master's degree in Italian. Oh, you're Italians, bravissimo! They would get so excited <laughs> and they were so happy that I was making that's an true. effort. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what happens. Uh, I would be so glad to speak with a person that uh, tries, even if it, it, he has not so much resources, let's say, but uh, that just tries to speak Italian with me. Uh, yeah, and on the other hand. When I see a person that um, doesn't do that effort, I'm kind of annoyed. I'm on the other side. I just cross cross the side. For example, this summer I met a a guy that was from Latin America. And uh, he went, uh, he came to our group, you know, we were at the beach. And he started introducing himself deliberately (laughs) speaking Spanish. Now, I know how to speak Spanish, but that was just ridiculous because we were saying, ciao, piacere, hey, hello, hola, buenos dias, me llamo. It, it, it just would imply that we would understand him. Right. But uh, you are in Italy. He's married to an Italian girl. I mean, I don't want to be, um, I, I, it's not that I, I don't want to impose anything, but it, it's kind of rude because one thing is, okay, sorry, I don't speak your language. Let's try, sorry. One other thing is to be sure, to be so, so overconfident <laughs> that are the other people to adjust to your situation and not vice versa. Uh-huh. So that's, uh, if if you, even if you have, you, you have 10 words in another language, it's such, such, so much appreciated if you use them. Yes. Uh, you see it. You see it. No, I, I, I've had so many... When we we'll when we were in in the first time I went to Rome with my sons and we were ordering pizza and whatever and eventually the waiter and waitress they were so sweet and patient with us and where are you from and why are you here and they they let me stumble through <laughs> and explain and by the end of dinner they like they gave Alexander my older son and I they gave us each a, a limoncello they gave Grandma cookie mm-hmm. they were like it was like we were part of the family just because. I, and I don't even, I can't even imagine what I sounded like. But they, yeah. it was, they didn't, we had, it was zero English and they let me work my way through it. And it was just, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, I believe it. So another thing a lot of Americans, uh, they, they kind of get confused with um, the Latin based languages and feel like they're so similar that, because like I've heard people say they can speak, you know, Italian, French, and Portuguese, and someone's like dismisses that as if, well, they're all pretty much the same. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've, I've yeah, heard I mean, people, if someone really took the time, if someone really learned those, I don't know what, what their level of, what their levels were, but if they could get by in all three languages, mm. that's that's still a feat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I don't want to blame uh, English speakers because, of course, they have a total different uh, root origin. The language is a, has a complete different origin as for German. So, of course, Italian, French, and uh, um, Spanish look alike, and not only these three. Uh, the basic uh, lang- the basic grammar. Uh, starts actually from Latin, so we are kind of used to that at the beginning. But the point there is vocabulary, 
pronunciation and fluency, as we were saying before. Those are things that you cannot learn by watching TV one night or meeting a person in a discotheque. You have to study those. <laughs> so maybe it's okay. You can handle if somebody's pre presenting, if introducing, for example, or uh, basic stuff but uh, not for speaking, not for speaking another language. Mm -hmm. That's something that the, um, requires dedication. Right. Nobody, uh, take, take my family, for example, they only studied one language, probably at school, my father and my mother, but they would never understand a word of Spanish, for example, or French that are really similar to Italian. Mm -hmm. Probably they know, they get hola, salut, yeah. <laughs> Uno. But, uh, <laughs> some numbers, maybe. But uh, yeah, no, I never blame English speakers because for them it's an extra struggle. And it, so and it sounds similar. So they're like, oh, but, you know, German and is it English is a Germanic language. I've, I've said si. that to people like, oh, so, so you must understand German. Well, no, I'm like, well, it's a Germanic <laughs> language. And <laughs> it's, oh my God, German. No, no. <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. Oh, that's, I mean, it's that, difficult, but not impossible yeah. uh, for an American to approach uh, to another language. Yeah. What about the alphabet that are completely different, Greek, Oriental alphabets? So exactly, everything is possible. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to where we were before we got into the teaching part of it about about dialects, because that's what's fascinating to me is that. Um, how how all those formed in terms of like there was at one point well, the Ro Rome existed you know, the Roman Empire and there was Latin mm. the Latin based language and then yeah. as that fell apart people became more isolated mm. and then over centuries yes. those languages got influenced by whoever controlled those parts of the old empire and just mm -hmm. changed just because one group. Of people decided to say this, and one people decided to say that, and some people were more influenced by people from what is now France or Spain or lots and lots Austria. of different places, Austria, um, or Arabic conquerors. Yeah, too. Yeah. Greece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you mentioned, you know, just just how people are using dialects less now. Mm, less, but, yeah. but there was probably a time when people were like, ah, people aren't speaking Latin anymore. Latin? Ah. <laughs> right? Because <there's, laughs> no, these kids I... these days, all this Italian slang. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, that, that was never too, um, uh, per too perfect as a situation. So <laughs> I, I'd rather not uh, mention the Roman era when Latin was the official language because, of course, back then there were still and already regionalism. So even if it, there was a Latin, a Latin, of course, common language, language of culture, but, he, but also oral language, uh, a person born in, uh, in southern Italy would speak a different Latin from a person speaking in the northern Italy. Really? Slightly different, but uh -huh. yes, still the accent was different. The proof is that, for example, um, uh, during my uh, study, in period of study in uh, Spain, I would do, I, would, I had to give an exam from a university in Latin, and people there would pronounce uh, Latin in a totally different way 
uh, compared to how uh, how I would uh, pronounce it. So uh, even from Spain to Italy, they they were very close. They were it was the same empire, so they were contact every day. The Latin was so different. So why not imagine that the it, it, at least the accent mm-hmm. would, um, could be different from a northern to southern Italy. But of course now uh, then with the um, with the centuries, the situation uh, uh, got more um, confusing, <laughs> more and more confusing. Right. And Latin is a very, very old uh, memory <laughs> now. <laughs> well, and then the different parts of the empire that were, because Latin all started from the, the tribe of people called the Latini, right? Si. Okay, so then they conquered the Italian peninsula and then more and more and more areas. And all those areas probably still had their original language influencing how they spoke yeah in the um, further parts of the empire there were other languages of course um, up to a certain point they were influenced by roman people because of course uh, the empire was so big that uh, uh, they had to send somebody to, to some governors somebody to just rule in that area that was so far away but um yeah, mostly Latin, how we study today, um, it was kind of, um, it was just spoken in uh, the area that includes uh, Italia, Francia, part of England, uh, Spagna, and the Balkanics. That okay. Peninsula. So there were influences uh, far from that, uh, from these parts, but uh, they gradually disappeared. Mm-hmm. But, but then it remained sort of the maybe kind of what English is now in terms of like the the language that connected Europe for a long, long time. Where I mm. when I read history books, they'll talk about universities still still using latin or them speaking latin in law situations or so that yeah. it, it sort of like was the common tongue for centuries even though it was changing what what was yes. latin in 800 uh the year, like the time of charlemagne was different than the latin in the time of julius caesar which was different cuz it, it it itself yes. was changing right it evolves yes yes okay um, and then somewhere I read, like for centuries, the Sicilians spoke Greek even after they were conquered by Rome because it, they were mostly Greek colonies. Mm-hmm. Like yes. The, okay. And so that's... Some parts of Puglia as well. Is that right? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for people, that Puglia is the part of Italy down in the south that looks like a, the heel of the boot. Yes, exactly. And we even said like, that's way. yeah, that's where Valentina's from. <laughs> yes, probably. And, and you're in uh, Rome right now, the Eternal yes. City. We've been speaking about Rome. We didn't even talk about that at the beginning, which is yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Uh, which is fun because, like, you know, having um, to me, that's one of the fun things about learning learning from you as a native speaker, but also from someone who's living in Italy right now mm-hmm. because of all the fun things. You'll just tell me about what's happening. Oh, this today was the festival of whatever. And it's something <laughs> yes, yes. usually I never heard of. And, or 
or or to, and, and for that we eat this kind of food or we do this with our family or um even with with covid i i felt like i had a a lot yeah. better understanding of what was happening what you and inside and, informate in uh, for informator <laughs> yes exactly and well I, you you and uh uh rosana and other people like would tell me things that were happening there that that i would look in the newspapers and it i wouldn't be able to figure out it, it wasn't like it was secret knowledge but it was like it just wasn't being reported on here mm. um so when i tried to i tried to tell other americans i'm like I think this is going to be bad. They're like, ah, no, it's, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, me too. Yeah. Me too. I had such an experience trying to explain uh, other people that were living abroad and were thinking about having a trip to Italy. I, I was, I mean, I tried uh, all my, with all my best to uh, discourage those people to come in yeah. that uh, particular and delicate period. It was early March. Mm-hmm. And the situation was really frightened here. It was really, uh, sorry, frightening, uh, scary. Um, people were, um, people would go out. Uh, public transportation was uh, anyway packed because people had to go to work. But um, anybody was super, super scared. There were no, uh, we were not prepared, uh, of course. Not, nobody was. Right. Nobody was. But Italy was uh, hit really, really hard. Mm-hmm. by COVID at the beginning. Yeah, and then let's talk a little bit about the, the difference there because we, we, when you guys had a lockdown, I mean, Americans and a lot of a lot of my friends and people I know now are, are so discouraged by the, by the, and I'm going to use air quotes that nobody can see, but you, restrictions mm-hmm. of uh, you can't mm-hmm. go here, I can't go there. But let's, let's talk about like what it was like in your strict, strict lockdown. Well, uh, at the beginning, um, there were uh, limits of time to go out. Uh, first of all, so you only can you you only could go out if you had to go to work, uh, or supermarket, or to the doctor, uh, to, to, to the hospital. But for these cases, you had to go with to go out with a certification, an auto certification saying what are you doing, who you are, your document, and stuff. So no uh, strolling was <laughs> allowed, not even to walk the dog. Uh, only, of course, in the really, really um, in the same uh, area, just just a quick walk for the poor dogs. That was really, really heartbreaking for me. Okay. Uh, but I didn't have my dog at the time. Okay. <laughs> I took him later, just for- one month after the lockdown. And so apart from that, of course, uh, all, all the streets were so silent. Um, the supermarkets, were, well, the situation in the supermarkets was terrible because they were, of course, full of people. We had to wait in line for even 40 minutes, uh, 60 minutes, sometimes hours. Um, uh, and nobody, for example, um, pharmacies were out of masks. Oh. So that was the really good, uh, really bad, bad uh, uh, problem because we would even make up um, ways um, to sanitize the existing uh, surgical uh, masks with some alcohol and stuff, but uh, the situation was critical. Apart from that, of course, the hospitals were uh, in a really bad uh, situation everywhere. And... Uh, no movement was allowed even from region to region. So even if you had to, for example, go home, 
to your parents living in another city, maybe maybe for a student, you couldn't go, even with the certification. The only way uh, was if uh, there was something, uh, the health problem implied, involved. Mm-hmm. So for that, thanks to a certification like that, you could actually travel by train, by car, or but otherwise, no. Okay. Otherwise, it was totally forbidden. Right. And then there is the silver lining, let's call it that, of people singing at their <laughs> at their balconies. <laughs> and and you you did that too, right? Only once. Oh, really? I, no, I didn't actually <laughs> sing. I just listened to. No, and um, I don't know. For me, this like this can be considered as a you know a national pride, but not for me. For me, it's just it was kind of mad at my. At my country, not in my country, but at my, can I say at my people? I know I don't want to sound racial or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, people can be, Italian people can be really uh, uh, distracted and not caring. Uh, the civical, uh, the civical, civical sense, you can say, the civical uh, preoccupation is it? is practically zero sometimes. Mm. So they were not actually caring. It seemed like they were not caring enough about Mm. uh, health. And the problem is that, of course, people that um, uh, were sick of these restrictions were the exact same people that uh, were not affected by it, that uh, probably didn't have any relative that got COVID. Sick or died, yeah. uh, that's uh, superficial and so enough with the singing. I was I did not approve it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, uh, this, and I didn't hear what you're saying about people maybe being tired of it or not caring. But like the we had this the same thing here, except we didn't. You you the the actions that your country did take were enough mm-hmm. to get the cases yes. in Rome down to zero at one point, right? Yes. And so, uh, yeah, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the at least enough people did participate, and there was enough. Um... Yeah. No. I mean, there there was uh, there was it's it was a law. So before I was um, blaming them before actually the lockdown. Why we had gotten to the lockdown? But after the lockdown, no, you couldn't do anything. You had to stay in the house. Right. Every school was closed. Closed. Uh, children couldn't actually meet other you know oh. classmates it was uh, terrible people couldn't couldn't uh, leave the children at home because they had to work and that that generated a lot of any other problems but the, at the end it was really really hard but it was for the best mm. and uh, of course in september i was uh, pissed again <laughs> to, to <laughs> right. italians because summertime was simply insane yeah now it had to have been if you look for a bright side, at least within Rome, it had to have been at least nice as someone living there this year. Of course, you're, of course, it's not good for the economy and good for restaurants. Mm. But to be able to experience the things that you did get to do were probably much, much less crowded than normal. Yeah, less crowded because of the fact that uh, there weren't so many tourists. Mm-hmm. There weren't so many people from abroad. Mm-hmm. So tourism this year was really focused on the same Italian people. And myself, uh, I went to, to Abruzzo, for example, that's a region in Italy, in the central Italy, on the Adriatic Sea, that I had never visited before. 
it was a natural and really, really happy choice, I must say. So, yeah, less crowded, definitely, but not everywhere. There are still, since summertime, beaches that are simply uh, get uh, getting assaulted by right. tourists. Right. We are a lot, even if we are only Italian, but we are a lot. Right. So. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's circle back a little bit to how how different people come to you and like what the learning process is. And um, I know from my own experience, especially even when I learned German and then different experiences I've had with Italian, that some people I know get so, they're such perfectionists that that mm. fear keeps them from being able to say anything. They, they don't want to say yes. anything unless they can say it perfectly. And... I think to the uh, frustration of my German teachers, I <laughs> I didn't have that fear. I yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> and I know Go because of that, that, I've probably discovered accidentally all the bad words in Italian because sometimes they're so yeah. close to an innocent yeah. word. <laughs> but uh, so, my advice to people is just just try it and just speak and find someone you're comfortable with and don't don't be afraid and just. Just, just start, just start, <laughs> right? I don't yes, no, that's a, that's a great advice. Uh, I can say that uh, you uh, kind of uh, are replying what I also always encourage you to do, um, but that's not something that you can actually uh, with which you can actually convince people easily because that depends totally on uh, our characters, on mm -hmm. our different characters. Uh, one can be perfectionist, but also can be, you know, more self-conscious. Um, everybody's different. Um, I must say that people that just launch themselves without worrying too much about sound, uh, something perfect are advantaged because communication is a thing that um, the most uh, um, gratifies, is most, come si dice, uh, gratifies, ti gratifica, I want to say that uh, makes you happy, makes you proud mm -hmm. of your process of your learning path while uh, you can know everything about grammar but uh, if you're not able and if you don't feel it is speaking it's re it's a huge uh, hit for your confidence for your uh, self-esteem sometimes so it's always better to just try because that's uh, the bottom point is that you have to communicate but uh, of course um, I was saying and uh, especially uh, a couple of students of mine have this uh, perfectionism uh, problem is issue, but uh, it's something uh, that uh, is totally solvable. We work on that a lot. Uh, we split lessons to free and easy or guided conversation, for example, where they don't have to worry about any grammar, any mistake. And another part of the lesson or another lesson, for example, separated where we focus more on grammar. That's what they like to do the most because they feel more confident about learning and memorizing rules, which other people, this the previous category I was talking about, don't like. Uh, like, like you. <laughs> exactly. I fall, I fall into that category where uh, yes. I'm a bad student in terms of like doing my homework. But and grammar. Uh, but my uh, students that have a level that in Italian that is actually higher than yours uh, would envy you for your uh, communication skills. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they I, could teach you grammar, but they perfect. would hate you for your communication <laughs> skills. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. 
Um, I've talked to you a little bit to you about this, and then I talk a little bit about in my book about improv and that how that helped me. And I really, yeah. it was, it was on one of my trips in Italy when I was really trying hard to understand something that I don't remember who I was speaking with. We were really trying to understand each other, and I became very, very aware of how important body language and context is to conversation and the skill the same skills i use in improv when when somebody says something to me you're watching what they say and how they're saying it and i may get a feeling that that person is my boss and so then i i i say that and then that becomes the truth in that scene but mm-hmm. listening to those those same kind of listening skills are are so vital to when you're speaking Another language, someone. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You're really watching. Yeah. Context. Yeah, they are. Lean. Yeah. It's just like a little kid when when you you point to something and say that's that's spinach, and the kid just like got it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, we have um, uh, a history in gestures. Uh, not only, <laughs> yeah, not true. only the classical. Uh, of course, you cannot see it. Yeah, but, uh, it's a gesture, but uh, there are so many, and uh, basically, you can run a, an entire conversation only with gestures. Yeah, without speaking. So that's another thing uh, that I suggest to my students to focus more because you don't know how to tell this perfectly. Use your hands. Yeah. use your body language. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Italians. I look Italians forward to that. I haven't I haven't mastered that. I need I need to I just it's know not a few. Easy. Yeah. I need spend you need to live over there for that probably. Yes, probably. Or watch uh, movies. That uh, those would be so really, really helpful movies. Italian original movies, of course. Mm-hmm. For gestures. Okay. Not the not the dubbed ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go, sorry? <laughs> not the dubbed ones. Like dub Doc? like dubbed American movies in Italian. Ah, not the dubbed ones. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. <laughs> So, uh, no, those are great for listening skills. Yeah, um, so cool. So it's uh, so it's it's interesting to hear how you adapt your lessons. I knew you. I know you always adapt your lessons for me around what I need. Sometimes it's really cool. You'll will come on and you'll you'll tell me. I noticed you're consistently need help here or. We've, you know, if need to brush up on this, and so mm-hmm. either you'll sneak it in just in our conversations to like consistently remind me, and that's really <laughs> helpful. Um, or we'll do a, we'll do a worksheet sometimes together, or you'll give me homework, mm-hmm. and uh, I will give you more, but you wouldn't do it. <laughs> I know it's. I've been. Uh, this has been a difficult time. This been like a, I've got a lot of things going on, but yeah, yeah I need to yeah, do more. Okay. I need to do more. I need to do more. <laughs> Hey, I wrote a book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excuse you for this. So, uh, so cool. So yeah. So that's the thing is like you know if it's something, the the whole point of this, the podcast is I want to I want to encourage people to just say yes to things that they want to do, say yes to trying yeah. something new, whether it's learning a language or trying an instrument or going someplace they haven't gone before or just meeting new people. And mm-hmm. so, and a lot of my friends have asked me about this experience with you. And so it, I thought it'd be fun for people to hear from, from you as a teacher. Yes. And 
then all the all the fun, just our example today of our conversation of all the different directions we've gone about Rome or whatever, you know, Roman history and language and you, you mentioned a different part of Italy you went to. It, in the course of our lesson, those yeah, kind of things. Yeah, they come up. Yeah, we're, the, the lesson isn't like, when I was in school, no. it was out of a textbook. Exactly. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. still remember there was like Peter wohnt in Hamburg. <laughs> Peter, mm-hmm. Peter lives in Hamburg. We'd talk about Peter and you know Maria or something. And you know our, of course, if we do a workshop, we're working off of that. But most of what we're doing is having conversations. And you'll, what did you, you know, what did you? If we wanted to just yeah. talk about food, we would talk about. Food or cooking or whatever. Well, yeah. Yes, I mean, um, as I said before, of course, I have to follow the in the students' interests and needs. But at the same time, fortunately, the method evolved during the past century, and uh, it's no longer about okay, see this rule. See, the article has, are like this, uh, the present perfect is like this, uh, now do the exercise. No, it's not longer uh, that method fortunately went away because it's simply not effective. So every lesson has to be, first of all, appealing, has to put every student at ease. That is why, is, uh, I mean, kind of a fundament of, of learning is being at ease, is enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And another one is motivation. So always saying yes, encouraging people to say yes to something that they want to try, of course, but um, everything has to start from a motivation. In this case, for you, for example, where um, was your Italian or where your Italian origins or having relatives for another person can be just the fact of challenging himself doing uh, something else. But um, uh, yes, let's not be afraid of uh, lessons because uh, I'm taking lessons myself in uh, in, la- in, la- in English. For, in English, for example, I recently did an exam and I took lessons myself. Uh, I wouldn't do it if I didn't know. I, I wouldn't have done it if I, I oh my God, if I hadn't known <laughs> <laughs> that uh, they would be effective. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, I was demanding too. Because uh, a student can uh, have uh, priorities. Uh, and uh, I was the first saying my teacher, my tutor, okay, I want to focus more on this and not on the other hand or on, on the other things. Or for example, let, next time, let's work more on this other part. Okay. So that's, uh, that's an effective method. Enjoying it, uh, have, arriving at the end of the lesson where, with a feeling that you have learned something mm-hmm. and not because somebody else told you. So, but uh, thanks to particular exercises that can be grammar exercises, speaking, listening, or just uh, uh, speaking about, for example, culture that has nothing to do with um, with the language apparently. But at the end of the lesson, uh, or at a path, if you if you prefer, it can be more lessons, for example. Um, you have learned, and you don't even know how. That's uh, the aim. Yes. So that's the aim. So a little struggle, uh, little, eff- wait, little effort has to be there. Exactly. But uh, no boredom, no stress at all. Otherwise, you just can't, you don't learn. Right, right. You can't learn. And, and you brought up a good point too of, of having a reason why you're learning it is important. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if, if, um, if you know you're going to a country 
and it doesn't yes. and English isn't the predominant language. Um, if you have the time, just take just take some lessons. I think yeah, it wouldn't take exactly. a lot to learn to say please and thank you and my name is and where's the train station and where's the bathroom. It would it wouldn't yes. take a whole lot to learn that and uh, and and you'd be to to work your way through a, a, a ordering experience in a restaurant, you know. Yes, and. Um, if you do that, it'll it'll make the experience more fun. You'll have better interactions with people. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I um, I know that for a fact because last year I went to for my honeymoon to Japan, and uh, I've always been fascinated by Japan. Of course, I didn't know and a vowel in uh, Japanese. Um, but I was uh, kind of determined to, to learn at least something before I, before I left. Because I wanted to, I, wanted, I didn't want to come to arrive there as a complete stranger. I didn't want to sound or appear or even feel an outsider. I want to enjoy it the more as I could. And since I love uh, learning languages, I, I made an attempt. And I took some lessons with uh, this Japanese girl, which uh, who um, sp- spoke Italian actually very well. Wow. And uh, apart from that, I also did a little self study with these apps, and you know, also Duolingo, more vocabulary apps, everything that I needed for a basic, basic, basic. Uh, let's say conversation, but it's not even conversation because when it it comes to oriental languages, it's the alphabet first. <laughs> so yeah. I learned it uh, and I was able finally to read. Uh, maybe I didn't know the, what the what was the meaning, but I was able to read it yeah. when, I, when I saw a signal, for example. And that was definitely uh, an amazing, um, that, the outcome was amazing for me because I could see the difference between me and my husband, for example. He was not interested. He only knew the language from cartoons, you know, the classical <laughs> keywords from the cartoons Perfect. that he's passionate for. <laughs> but um, in the right conversation, me, that I, could have been really helpful. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. He knows we compensate each other. But I was able to ask for the bathroom, to ask where we have to go, uh, what time it was it, uh, which, which floor was the room, something like that. And um, for a culture like that, that is so polite, so gentle, I really I could see how much they enjoyed I'm uh, sure having a, uh, listening to that. I mean that attempt. Yeah, you know, it, it, and there was at the same time it was very funny because ninety nine percent of the time we couldn't speak, we couldn't <laughs> understand anything, right. and they 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 don't speak really. Uh, not many of them speak English. Okay. So, 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 but yeah, just that, that little bit can make such a huge difference. And then after that hand gestures and, and context, you can figure it out and it just makes a, for a more beautiful experience. And after the first time that you, for example, mistaken a word, the second time you know how to pronounce it better, properly. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, you learn step by step when you are on the field. And that, that was something... If you get the chance, if you can go, if you can go into a country with some basics, like, mm-hmm. um, like when I went, when I did the trip to Florence, so two week, it was a two week intensive class. I was in class yes. three hours a day, 
But then after that, I just spoke to as many people as I could. Sí. And um, just having that immersion with a li- going into it with a little bit of a base, um, I learned a lot just by using it all the time. Yes, I remember. Your progress was uh, amazing at <laughs> that time. I left you with, you know, I left an English speaker, uh, an English speaking student, and I found an Italian speaking student <laughs> when right. you came back. In just really two weeks of. Uh, impressive. But no, but, and it was just because, and I know, like, if I just threw myself, if I could just live in Italy for six months, my, my skills would, would, would uh, improve. But Boost. you don't have to. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say is, especially within Europe, if you know a, a, a language besides English, like I was in, I was in Paris in February, and I mm-hmm. I did a little, I did like a fraction, I did just a little bit. I please and thank you, and I learned just a few things, maybe twenty words, and I would try <laughs> to use them, and then I had jet lag, and I would often slip into Italian and say "si" instead yeah. of "we," and but then the French people, Americans have this like perception of French people being rude. And I think it's often because Americans go there and expect everyone to speak English. Well, mm. when I slipped up and spoke Italian, uh, people were so sweet to me. Like, oh, are you Italian? Mm. And I'm like, uh, no, but I can speak Italian. And then they would be, like, I told you at the museum, someone gave me a free yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had all these um, wonderful experiences because... Yes. Like oh, this he's trying to speak something besides English. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's a, your effort was recognized in that case. Yeah. Plus, uh, a, an Irish-looking uh, person coming from America <laughs> and speaking Italian. It said, "Of course, you don't meet every yeah. day." <laughs> Nobody knows where I'm from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, and re- no, when they meet me. Uh, well, cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add as far as like if someone is thinking about learning a language or would like to accelerate where they are? Uh, as a suggestion, you mean suggestions in general? Just or? in general, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, lessons will be, um, will be more effective and faster, probably, probably the fastest uh, way to reach uh, a target. But uh, there are so many ways one can actually learn or improve his uh, language skills. First of all, now we, are, we have really, really plenty of resources online uh, or on the streaming platforms such as Netflix, Amazon Prime. I always suggest my students to try and watch for Italian contents, not only Italian movies or shows, but also as we mentioned before, American movies are okay, but with subtitles or dubbed in Italian. We have an amazing dubbing tradition uh, in Italian. Uh, Ita- people that uh, work, that perform in the sector are really, really incredible. So they are perfect. They make it perfectly clear and enjoyable. Apart from that, um, of course, uh, ah, there are uh, many programs that uh, allow you to, even on ma- the same platforms where I work, um, uh, where I work on, um, allows you to meet 
a, pe- a person from uh, another country uh, for exchanges, for language exchanges. So for free. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not always a matter of uh, money or maybe somebody is intimidated by the fact that there's an expense. But uh, no, totally. You can uh, totally meet new people exchanging uh, um, experiences, which is the really, really, it's really precious Thing. At the same time, you you have the chance to learn step by step, maybe slower process, but a new language from an authentic uh, Italian or whatever, uh, wherever country is uh, from. In exchange, you only have to give insights about your own language. Yes. So that's an do ut des, another another thing to talk about. If you remember, you remember this saying. Okay, do ut des is what your Americans call quid pro quo. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, because quid pro quo is I give you something uh, in order to, um, no, it's kind of a, a kind of a, come si dice, un, um, a misunderstanding. Yeah, kind of a misunderstanding. Quid pro quo. I take something, but it's actually not that. Okay. And equ- That's equ- what it equ- really equ- means. Yeah, in Latin, yes. Okay. Do ut des is do I give a, um, because I want to something I want something in ah. return, or I give you something with the aim of receiving something. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Another example of us of <laughs> adopting something and using it, but it doesn't mean what we think it means. Yeah, but that's weird. I don't know why. <laughs> because why inherit inherit a saying with another? You know, having passing the trouble of remembering a Latin expression. But it was with probably another. someone who considered themselves fluent in Latin and said yeah. it to sound smart, and, <laughs> and then it just stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but anyway. <laughs> For for this case, yeah, do ut des, but uh, okay. you know. What no, 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 that, that was a good, I forgot about that. I, I I dabbled a little bit with something called the mixer, which is similar where you can find people that speak different languages and uh, mm. talk to them. And yeah, so there's uh, there's so many resources. There's so, there's so, and so many of them are free. It's not even about money anymore. Like there's like a lot yes. of free things. And on YouTube, there's hours and hours and hours of, of videos and lessons. Yes. And so- but I, again, I just want to encourage people when you to say to say yes to something that you're curious about because you don't have any idea like the people you'll meet and the opportunities that will open up uh, yes. and experiences you'll have that can change your life in ways you can't you, see. No one could ever regret an experience like that, even if it lasted only for a month. Yes. And really only enriches you. Yes. Oh, and then the other thing I, I will add is so many when you learn a different language you're learning different ways to express things that your language may not have yes. phrases and emotions sure. and there you know all, all languages just this abstract thing that we agree means something else and languages yeah. evolved to express different emotions or express different things that your mother language Definitely. yeah so Sometimes people get excited about, well, in the future, we won't have to learn language because Google Translate will just tell us. So. But you don't, uh, you don't get that nuance 
No, it's impossible. Google Translate can sometimes save your life. Mm -hmm. I, I never recommend it for study, never, because it's not accurate. It's not accurate. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you are without any other resources online, yes, it can be an ally. Yeah. Lie. But uh, what uh, learning a new language, but not uh, all of it. I mean, I, I'm, I don't even know all of it, of the Italian language. It would be just impossible. Yeah. Uh, probably the 80% of it. But uh, just, you know, becoming uh, intermediate or just get by, you know, with another language, it's uh, so much fun. Um, you you will be able to use expressions. I mean, you you can be interested in whatever you you can be focused on whatever you are more interested to. I know people that know only the bad words, for example. <laughs> it's still it's still fun. It's yeah. still a way of communicating. I, I it fucks me up every time I find uh, people that uh, only know the bad words in Italian. <laughs> so it's always an experience, and um, we use it me uh, with my husband and or my friends. You know, especially people where uh, have com- to which I have conversations more often, we daily use uh, English um, uh, uh, expressions or phrases or something that in Italian just wouldn't give uh, you know the same result, wouldn't have the same result. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. And uh, it's super funny to see how uh, the same expression changes from even the accent it can be fun mm-hmm. from one to the other language yeah <laughs> exactly it's, and yeah no can I don't know if I, give, if I can give you an example sure uh, for example in English you say I don't know why um, I came up with this uh, all these metaphors about the S word but I don't know can I say <laughs> sure it? sure yeah, okay. Like, for example, being full of shit. Yeah. You shit the bed. Um, uh, get your shit together. Everything from a TV show that we learned. And we had so much fun with my husband because they would repeat it all the time. So now uh, we knew already being full of shit, for example. But you shit the bed. You're full of shit. And the other one. And, uh, you know, over and over. And... Uh, on the same topic, let's say, I was in Spain, I went to the movies, and I I was watching at the time Interstellar. Yes. Uh, there's a moment, I watched it in uh, in English with, Eng- with Spanish subtitles. Oh. <laughs> at the same, at, there was a moment where the phrase was, I screwed up. And uh, they translated it in Spanish, which was for me a news, because I kind of know Spanish as I know English, but uh, not all the slang and stuff. The translation was Lo he cagado, which, believe me, because it's super funny, because in Italian, uh, cagare means to shit. <laughs> but uh, with the Spanish accent, with the Latin uh, uh, nuance. <laughs> so, a phrase that is super, I mean, kind of uh, harsh, yeah. became so, becomes in Spanish so ridiculous. <laughs> Because of this resemblance to Italian, similarity to Italian. So everything is connected. Yeah, to yeah. You. I never, I will never forget that. That's After so that great. Time, in a very, very serious situation, like we are run, running out of oxygen. Uh, there are people dying. Lo he cagado. Like, uh, it's like uh, saying, I shit. I shit. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, there's some things that can't, that, that, they do that whole phrase lost in translation. There's some things that just 
yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's the, sometimes it's the, the blue language. Do you guys just say that blue? <laughs> Uh, no, but I learned it okay. uh, recently. Okay. Or the effing uh, universe. No, yeah. the effing world. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, we don't have that expression. No. Okay. We uh, only say parolacce. Parolacce. Okay. So many. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, you're never done. That's the thing. You're never done. Like, the, are you? When people say, "Am I fluent?" I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh. uh no, you've never done it. Yeah. I mean, it was done. in my early twenties when I discovered that uh, the word baratto, the word the word boccaccio, doesn't exist in the Italian language. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect example. But, but it's it exists. As I, I promise, it exists <laughs> right. in southern Italy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, and that's the thing. Like for uh, in general, Americans, our concept of time is shorter because our the history of America is so short. So it's hard, they, but they think of Italy or Germany or different countries, and they think of they think they've been there forever. But the cultures are ancient, but the mm. nation states are sometimes newer. Yes, especially um, Italy. Yeah, Italy is the newest. Yeah, yeah. one and, one of the newest. Yeah, and so um, yeah, the idea of what it means to be italian or different is is different from inside the country than outside the country where but that's even mm -hmm. true in america i mean there's a, and people from texas think differently you know they'll the people think of them there are regional differences in how people think or what's normal in terms of what they eat and stuff like that it's not quite as is uh big as yes. in europe but yeah okay well that's that's a wrap valentina <laughs> thank you so <laughs> much it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Carlo. It was uh, a pleasure for me. Pleasure for me. And uh, arrivederci. Arrivederci. Alla prossima. <laughs> Alla prossima. Grazie mille. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. So, okay. That was exactly as much fun as I hoped it would be. I hope you had fun too. Um, like I've been saying, you know, having the right people in your life to help you can save you so much time and make it more fun. And of course, along the way, you get to meet people. Um, obviously, if, if, you're, if you're taking the time to learn from someone, whether it's language or music or whatever, it's something that they've spent a lot of time and energy on themselves. So they already have something in common and they already uh, are excited to, uh, to share that with you. It's because it's something that's important to them. So say, uh, if there's something like that, so many people I've met, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to learn to play this instrument or I've always wanted to go here. Or I've always wanted to try that. Just just say yes to it. There's so many ways to to dive into it slowly and that, are, that aren't expensive. Um, say yes to those things or call into you for some reason. F figure that out. And it might be that that, the, that that leads you to something you don't even know about right now. But um, listen to that because, you know, the, the clock's ticking and we don't know how much time we have. Uh, say yes and have some fun along the way. Um, so if you're curious about learning Italian, you can find Valentina at uh, her Gmail account is val, V-A-L-E, italiantutor at gmail.com. Uh, of course, she's also on Instagram at Italian language and culture with underscore between each word. So Italian underscore language underscore and underscore culture. 
and uh, the same the same thing on YouTube. She's got some some uh, some lessons on there that you can watch and listen to. And again, don't feel like you have to be at a certain level before you work with a tutor. Uh, you can start at ground zero, uh, and then and they'll they'll take you wherever you want to go. And if you're just going somewhere for a trip, it'd be fun to just to learn how to say please and thank you. And where's the bathroom? Where's the train station? You you can also get some of that stuff from books. But if you want to work with someone. Uh, a person, um, you get the benefit of them saying, oh, you can pick someone who lives in the city you're going to. And they'll say, oh man, you got to try this and you got to try that and you got to go here and you got to go there. And they'll, they'll tell you, they'll tell you the, the kind of insider stuff that you wouldn't maybe pick up in a, in a travel book or uh, on a website. <clears throat> so just as a reminder, again, you know, preplay.com, italki.com, The Mixer, Duolingo, Rosetta Stone, um, so if you live in a city where there's a consulate for another country, sometimes they offer language and culture classes. Um, there's so many ways to, to dive in and learn that. And, and, and on top of that, just the library and the internet has so many, so many uh, resources. So, um, okay, so that wraps this up. Again, if you want to... Um, if you want to dive into more about this, or if you're if you like the podcast, please like and follow it. You can find more information about me on my website, carloblog.com. You can find information about the newsletter, blog, podcast, my book, Afterlife. Uh, so like, follow, sign up, all of the above for those things. And uh, remember to say yes to your dreams. Say yes to the things that keep calling you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, enjoy your journey.